the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. A little bit after 4 o'clock, you've tuned in to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for doing so. Forecast calling for a cloudy evening after a nice day. At a high around 65, 43 to load night. May get to 70 tomorrow with a lot of clouds, a little sunshine. Sunday, looking at some sunshine with some clouds in the afternoon. Might get a shower, but overall, kind of on the sunny side. Bit cooler for Sunday, though. 56, the high. Phillies with a 10-4 win yesterday in their home opener, their season opener. McCutcheon, Franco, and Hoskins all with home runs. Aaron Nola with the win. They're off today. Play home tomorrow afternoon at 4.05. Sixers beat Brooklyn last night. Joel Embiid leading the way with 39 points. March Madness resumes this evening. Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, and Michigan State among the teams playing, and the Flyers are at Carolina tomorrow afternoon at 1. Looking forward to our program unfolding today. Uh, several special guests and some giveaways to do. Mentioned the Phillies and Braves a little while ago. We have somebody who represents them both in the sense that he pitched for both organizations, a gentleman named Paul Bird. He was on our program back in the fall. We first got the Tim DeMoss show going, and uh, I've known him for many years when he pitched for the Phillies back in the late 90s and early 00s, made the All-Star team in 1999, and uh, he currently is a broadcaster for the Atlanta Braves with Fox Sports, and he's in town covering the Phillies Brave series. So we'll chat with him a bit, do some baseball, some matters of family and faith. Also looking forward to having Corbin Burnson. He's an actor who's been around for many, many years, and uh, he's in a new movie called Sunrise in Heaven. We'll chat with him. We also have giveaways for Duncan and Wawa, like we often do, courtesy of Briner Chevrolet in Jenkintown. If you want to win a, a gift card to either of those or one other prize we're giving away, Dr. James Dobson's classic book, Bringing Up Boys. Dr. Dobson, the founder of Focus on the Family, now with the ministry Family Talk. Uh, we're giving away this book all month, and... We still have a few copies to hand out. So if you want to win the Duncan or Wawa gift cards or this classic book from Dr. James Dobson called Bringing Up Boys, simply send me a text, 610-500-DOVE is the number, 610-500-3683. And if you'd be kind enough, just make sure to put your first and last name in there. And uh, if you have a preference, DD for Duncan, W for Wawa, Dobson, if you'd like to get the book, D-O-B-S-O-N. I'll figure it out if you misspell it. All right? So and if you don't care what you win, just want to win something, go ahead and put all three in, DDW and Dobson, and we'll put you in the mix. And we'll make multiple winners, and we'll draw those at the end of the program. Going to take a short break, come back at you with Corbin Burnson, as I mentioned, with this forthcoming movie, Sunrise in Heaven. That and much more coming up on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Thanks for listening in today. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. On AM560 WFIL, it's the Tim DeMoss Show. It's party time! P-A-R-T. Why? Because I gotta! Oh, 
WFIL, that's for King and Country and Fix My Eyes. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show, the famous Friday edition. Thanks for tuning in. We have actor Corbin Bernson going to join us in a couple of moments. First, a reminder that we're handing out Duncan and Wawa gift cards today, as well as Dr. James Dobson's classic book, Bringing Up Boys. All we uh, ask of you is to text 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. And then in there, you put your first and last name, and the letter of what you're interested in. DD for Duncan, W for Wawa. You can just put the word book or Dobson. Uh, Dobson's probably better, a little more specific. Uh, D-O-B-S-O-N in the text. If you don't care what you win, then just put DD, W, and Dobson all in there, and maybe that will increase your uh, opportunity to win. All right, so 610 500 
3683. We're going to draw a bunch of winners at the end of the program. In the meantime, mention actor Corbin Bernson. Uh, he's appeared on shows like L.A. Law, guest starred on shows like Seinfeld, Star Trek, uh, hosted SNL, and done a ton more. His mom was uh, on the daytime soap opera, actually, for a number of years, The Young and the Restless, and his father was an agent uh, for writers and directors. So he has a big background. His whole life has really been in the show business kind of world. And uh, now he is in this new movie. It's called Sunrise in Heaven which is based on the novel, His Sunrise, My Sunset, inspired by a true story. Available at Walmart, Amazon, iTunes, Lifeway, uh, places like that, starting on the 9th of April, which is a Tuesday. So welcome aboard, sir. How are you today? Hey, Tim. How are you, buddy? Great. Thanks for taking time to join our program for a little bit. Oh, thanks for having me on the air. Yeah. You uh, have grown up, in, obviously, in an entertainment family. Um, before we kind of get into Sunrise in Heaven, can you just share for a moment or two how growing up in a family like that uh, affected you and, and, and helped you down the path that you've you've had over, over all these years? Well, I can tell you, you know, I'm a guy who likes to be truthful. Sometimes I didn't learn the lessons. You know, <laughs> how it helped me was seeing what was possible and what uh, seeing the pitfalls of a career like this, and uh, but also seeing the ups and you know the ups as well as the downs. Uh, my mom, God bless her, was on a soap opera for 45 years. My dad was an agent and, uh, for some wonderful writers and directors and. You know, as a kid, I'd see them trying to keep up with the, the you know, the neighbors. You know, the, you know, we'd have a, a brand-new Lincoln Continental in a driveway, and a month later it was repossessed. And then we'd have another one a, a half a year later, and it was repossessed. And, you know, we seemed to have money, and then we didn't have money. And mm. I guess I didn't take note that, you know, this is a a it's a different kind of career path. Uh, you know, it, it's not like you, you know, start at 25 in a company and you retire at, 65 or whatever it is with a gold watch and you work your way up the ladder. Yeah. Um, so what I, what I learned to do though is I learned probably the greatest lesson of the whole thing was and, it, and it's it's in the movie Sunrise in Heaven actually a little bit and it's part of what appealed to me is that you know this is an extraordinary life that we're given and you look out if you want to see it nature, beauty, you know sunrise and sunset the ocean, the mountains, the snow, the birds, the trees, all are the flowers, everything. But for some reason, in the middle of it, we're throwing all these obstacles. The greatest obstacle is the end death, if you will. And you go, why? You know, why all this? Why all this magnificent? Why do I see my children? They're great. And then, oh gosh, that child is run over by a car. You know, you see these. We're throwing these obstacles. I don't have enough money to do what I want to do. I don't. You know, I, I'm, I'm too fat. I'm too. All these obstacles come at us. Yeah. And what I learned to do because of the way I was brought up is, you know, fight through them and try to keep seeing the good. Fight through it and try to keep seeing the sunrise, if you will. Um, you know, my son has a great favorite expression, and, you know, I sometimes have to really take it and listen to it. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah. And um, I think that's what I learned growing up in a family of an inconsistent kind of vocation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Corbin Bernson, our guest, uh, and you can have parents who are involved. It doesn't mean you have to like it. So uh, did you find yourself actually taking to it yourself, the opportunity to act and, and be involved in writing and all that? When I was younger, um, I did not like what my, I mean, I loved what my parents did. It was fabulous. You know, I, I put on little plays in the backyard. I'd pretend, you know, me and three friends were the Beatles. We'd put on Beatles shows in the backyard <laughs> yeah. and, with Beatle wigs. Um, That's great. Uh, but I loved all of it, but at the same time, I, I hated it. 
And again, I didn't like the inconsistency. I saw sometimes they're free. You know, I had friends whose parents were doctors and lawyers and very consistent, and they had nice cars all the time. They took good trips and they were solid. And I didn't hear fighting and arguing over money and yeah. all of that. So I didn't want anything to do with it, but it was in me. You know, as, as a kid, it was in me, and uh, I tried to run away from it. But it, it you know, they will tell you that you know, when you get the bug. It's, it's not an easy one to get rid of. Sunrise in Heaven, uh, a true story. How did you come to be involved with it? What motivated you to be involved with it? Well, I had worked with the fellows who produced it uh, a while ago, NASA Entertainment, and uh, they had given me the script originally to possibly direct and produce for them. Yeah. Uh, I fell in love with the story, Jan's story. Um, uh, there's a wonderful simplicity in it. Um, about having to learn to cope and deal and also something to do with, you know, understanding your children that you're raising and allowing them to have the space to grow and develop the way they want to as long as it's, you know, within some parameters of what you hope for. Right. Um, so I was attracted to the material both, both on the family dynamic and the greater, I suppose, uh, message, if you will, of uh, you know, perseverance. And... Um, and uh, it turned out that I couldn't direct it. I was doing something else, and that took a lot of. Uh, it, it just I didn't have the time to direct it. So but I did say I love it so much. I'll be in it, and uh, fortunately, it worked out that I could act in it. Uh, I think about a lot for that too. Last summer when we shot it, my family. I remember on Fourth of July we were working, literally working, and fireworks going all over the place. And it was one of the scenes where I'm with my uh, my daughter and her boyfriend, and. Uh, there was an angry scene where I, I didn't like him. I didn't like my daughter with this young uh, officer, this yeah. young, um, not officer, but... Uh, Military guy, that. yeah. Right. And, um, and all these fireworks going off. My whole family was over in Europe enjoying a vacation, and I thought, what am I doing here? It was. It almost reflected the journey of this character. It's, you know, having to cope with what you're given, and that was in the story and deal with it and, you know, as part of the sunrise, if you will. You know, sunrise in heaven. Heaven, you can look at, you can take it literally if you're somebody who is of that nature, or you can take heaven as is a, this extraordinary, magnificent uh, gift of life and all the abundance around you, you know, nature and all of it, family. And it's, it's constantly working through those darker days and trying to, with me personally, with my faith intact, work your way through the gauntlet of these moments so you can access the sunrise. And with sunrise, very important sunrise to me is potential. It's a new day. It's a, it's a new chance. The slate is clean. Whatever you did yesterday, whatever you did, right up to the point where the sun breaks the horizon, you have a new chance today. Corbin Bernstein been our guest. Thank you so much, and uh, we are grateful for your time for the movie Sunrise in Heaven coming out the 9th of April. And God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you, and uh, thank you to all your audience. I hope you enjoy the film, and uh, we just do our we try to do our best. <laughs> I saw the trailer. It looks good. Uh, the, uh, the old school That's feel great. looks great. The young actors in it are wonderful, too. So Yeah, I bet. So really enjoy it. Excellent. Thanks again for your time. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. That's actor Corbin Bernson with the forthcoming movie Sunrise in Heaven. Releases Tuesday, April 9th. Available at Walmart, Amazon, iTunes, Lifeway, places like that. 
Uh, we're going to take a brief break, and then we're welcoming aboard Paul Bird, former Phillies and Atlanta Braves pitcher. Of course, the Phillies and Braves are in town opening their respective seasons. Phillies with the season opening win yesterday. We'll chat with Paul about that, who's now doing work in the Atlanta Braves broadcast uh, area uh, and, and system. And uh, we'll talk about baseball. We'll also talk about his faith a bit because Paul's a solid believer and loves the Lord. We had him on last fall when we got the show underway, and he had some good things to say then. I bet he'll have more good things to say today. It's all coming up next on the Famous Friday Show uh, edition, that is, of the Tim DeMoss Program, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Thanks for listening in today. AM 560 WFIL, you're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for spending some time with us today. We are... uh, Looking at a high of uh, 65 today. I guess we've kind of gotten to that point. Down to 43 tonight. A lot of clouds tomorrow. Maybe up to 70. Sunday, sunny. Some clouds. Maybe get a shower in the afternoon. A high of 56. Sixers beat Brooklyn last night. March Madness resumes this evening. Four games involving Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, and Michigan State. And the Flyers are at Carolina tomorrow afternoon, 1 o'clock. The big news, of course, yesterday. The Flyer, uh, Phillies, I should say, their home opener. 10-4 over the Braves. And joining us now on the rare Friday off day, it might be the only Friday off day all year, someone who knows both <laughs> organizations very well, both because he pitched for both the Phillies and the Braves, Paul Bird in town. Hello, my friend. What is going on? <laughs> How are you? Did you get whiplash watching all those home runs fly out of the park yesterday? Yeah, I'm telling you, it was the best game. I mean, it was a pitcher's duel, and then the wheels fell off. Yeah. And uh, it got a little crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that offense the Phillies have is just off the charts explosive. And I was really impressed with both lineups on how deep they were. You know, as a pitcher, I'm like, okay, pitch around this guy, pitch around this guy, or don't let this guy beat you. Yeah. And neither team, you could really do that. They were just very complete lineups, and uh, they'll be slugging it out all year long. So, yeah. How do you feel about the Braves? Uh, how are they looking this year? So the Braves, again, very complete lineup. A lot of can beat you in different ways. Acuna is the best player I've seen in a long time. He's like a Roberto Clemente in that, you know, he throws the ball in over 100 miles an hour from the outfield, second fastest player in the league. He's not that big, yet he has the most power, and he can hit for average. He can steal bases. So he's very exciting to watch and special. And then you have, you know, the other guys like the Freddie Freeman, Josh Donaldson, if he's healthy, going to be very good. And, you know, NCRT underrated. So when you look at all those guys and, you know, Albies is second, who's, you know, 22 years old and Acuna is, you know, just turned 21. It's, uh, it's going to be very exciting to watch. Now, pitching, they're struggling. I mean, we're starting the next two games. We're starting two players that are, Rookies, one has never had a major league start, Kyle Wright. And then Bryce Wilson, who's 21 years old, he was in high school three years ago. He's only got one start. The last time we've started two players like that uh, in the first three games has been 1905. Well, so, every hundred so, years yeah. or so. <laughs> every hundred years, you got to mix it in. But yeah, so it'll be a, a good test for those guys. They have great arms, but they're young and, you know, they haven't faced a lot of these players. So it'll be interesting to see. They're kind of baptism by fire here. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah. Paul Bird's our guest. So, uh, uh, he uh, pitched for the Phillies back in the uh, late 90s, early 00s, and 
for the Braves a couple of times, seven major league teams along the way, and uh, in-town broadcasting. Uh, last time you were on, you were, it was Fox Sports Southeast. Is that still what you're working with? Yeah, so Fox Sports, Fox Sports South, Fox Sports Southeast, all of them will kind of cover the whole spectrum. Okay. So, yeah, I just cover the Braves. I do some college. I uh, do some ACC. I've done some SEC. And uh, I'm kind of like the utility man for the Braves. I'll do a little color in the booth. <laughs> I'll do sideline reporting. And uh, we'll do some Braves pre and post. Mix it all together. Did some radio last year. I just say, tell me where to go, and, and I'll go there. Bottom line is, I love baseball. Um, I love good baseball. I love when people play it passionately. They hustle. They care. And for me, I, I just I really enjoy that. You're so, like the Mariano Philly's Duncan always, for Fox. That's it, man. <laughs> uh, Philly's a special place in my heart. Like, my wife came to the games last year in Philly, and the ushers in the stadium remembered her name and came down and gave her a big hug. Like, wow. that's how much I love Philly. That's yeah, great. just great fans. Uh, they're very, they're like me. They're passionate about baseball and they care that you play the game the right way. And when you do that, they never forget you. And um, so that's where I got my start uh, in Philly, where I got to pitch against Randy Johnson and win. And um, just a lot of important people who taught me how to play the game were in Philly. And uh, so I owe this organization a lot of praise and respect. Former Phillies and Braves pitcher Paul Bird, currently broadcasting for Fox Sports uh, for the Braves, our guest today on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. We've had a number of the Philly sports writers on as well, people who would have probably covered you when you were playing for the Phillies. Uh, one of them was Marcus yeah. Hayes, and um, he came uh, on the show a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about the season, and kind of as we're talking, it's like, you know what? And this is obviously before the Phillies have won their big game yesterday, but this is the first of, of 162. And just like, well, the whole division got better. Don't forget how much better the Braves are and the Mets have improved. And is the, are the playoffs a foregone conclusion for the Phillies? And it's like, you know what? This division might be harder than you think. You'd like to think they would be at least a wild card yeah. team, but Nationals got better too. They lost Harper, but still, what, what do you think in terms of if you step back baseball wise, do you envision a, at least a three team mix? Maybe even all four are kind of within shouting distance of the playoffs most of the year? Yeah, it's baseball. You know, um, it's just hard to predict. You know, college football, you can kind of predict it a little more, you know. Um, but baseball, anybody can beat anybody at any time. So you always have a team that's loaded, absolutely loaded, and they don't make the playoffs. And then you always have a team that no one gives a chance. Last year's Braves. And right. they make the playoffs. So I agree with you. Like, the Nationals are really good. They were supposed to run away with it last year. They didn't. But they're a really, really good team. They're a very complete team. Phillies, very complete team. I think the Mets have the best pitching out of everybody, starting pitching. And that's so important. So I'm not saying the Mets are a lock. I'm just saying if the Mets were able to do it and get there, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. It wouldn't shock me. If the Marlins did, I would be flabbergasted. I'd be like, how'd that happen? You know, yeah. What stars in the universe aligned? I don't mean any disrespect to the Marlins. They're rebuilding, and they're not in that stage and they know it yeah yeah absolutely and so you know you can you can confidently say that but there's always that team they just connect they gel they get guys over they get the hit when they need to they get the good performances and they may get beat 15 to 2 but they win the series and you're like man that's 
these guys are, are sneaky. So, you know, um, but you, this is the toughest division in all of baseball, and you have four teams, you know, who could win it. Everybody talks about the Harper signing. By the way, you paid $330 million for a guy who's wearing lime green shoes. <laughs> I just want you to know that. Yeah, but, you're right. I hadn't I, thought yeah. of it that way, but. Yeah, yeah, that was interesting for me. No, but I actually, I, I thought it was kind of fun when he ran out with those and the fanatic. Fanatic came over to me and harassed me in the well yesterday. I love that. Um, That's great. He's a big signing, but for me, Real Muto is the one that I think is the very good pickup that may be overshadowed by Harper because Harper's going to come up to the plate four times a game. He may, you know, get two or three balls, maybe five in the outfield. So he's going to be involved in five plays and he's going to come up four times a game. Real Muto is going to be involved in every single pitch that a pitcher throws. Guys that come in from the bullpen, every single pitch that they throw, out after out after pitch after pitch, over and over again. And he's a good hitter, and he's a good athlete, and he's a good teammate. And that was a huge, huge pickup for the Phillies. So I really like you know, what they did, Segura and others. They have significantly upgraded themselves, and... Um, you know, their pitching is very good, too. Nola, sure. top five in the league, incredible competitor. This guy is the real deal. And I don't mean just the National League. I mean all of baseball for me. He is coming into his own. And again, another good leader, good teammate. So yeah. Phillies are, I'm expecting them to be there for sure. Paul Bird, our guest, uh, former Phillies pitcher and Braves pitcher, also pitched for the Red Sox and the Royals and the uh, Angels of Anaheim and the Indians. And uh, just uh, as you're saying this, I'm thinking, since you you would know, having been a pitcher all these years, uh, how just speak a little further to that for a second, the importance of having a catcher, because when you bring in Real Muto now, he's raising the, the, uh, the value in a way of the entire pitching staff to help bring the best out of them. Does a pitcher look for that a lot, or is a pitcher you tend to have, I'm the pitcher, I know what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, you can help me along, but I, I think I know what I'm doing. Yeah, so there's a combination of both. And, and some guys, they may not be the best at calling the game, but they're great at hitting and great at throwing a guy out. Or And then conversely, you have somebody that's like, you know, can't hit, but, man, he can sure catch and frame. You'll have a pitch that'll be called, you know, be thrown on the outside corner, and maybe it's, call the strike 30% of the time it's a hair off the outside corner you want a good catcher to make that 60% of the time uh-huh. you know just really good hands that, that presents well and so those things are very very important you can't have a catcher that does everything but you have catchers that do a lot of things well and that's real Muto he does a lot of things well I think when you bring somebody in like that I can't overstate how important that is um, when you have somebody that's involved in every play. I say this too, like, you can give the ball to LeBron every time if you want. Yeah, You know? Right. You can, yeah, you, Brady's going to get every snap. You may not like it, but he's going to get every snap. And you can choose if you're going to hand it off, you can choose who you're going to throw to. You can't say Bryce Harper hit every inning. You know, you can't, you can't do that. But the catcher is involved in every single play, even more so than the pitcher. So, again, great, great pickup, and you have a lot of protection in that lineup now. Yeah. So Harper got walked, but Hoskins is like, thank you very much. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'll, t- I'll take the grand slam. So you have there's other things that, 
you know, Harper didn't get a hit yesterday, but he influenced the game. Right. right. And when you see things like that, um, you know, that's where the Phillies are very dangerous. Former Phillies and Atlanta Braves pitcher Paul Bird, who currently broadcasts for Atlanta and the Fox Sports in town and kind enough to take part of his off day to chat with us on the Tim DeMoss Show. We're going to take a brief break and continue our conversation in just a moment. It's uh, AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Thanks for listening in today. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. AM560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Tim DeMoss Show continues along. We're going to continue our chat with Paul Bird, former Philly and uh, Atlanta Brave, among others, current broadcaster for Fox Sports for the Braves. But before we do that, I want to give you a heads up. A week from today, there is a movie, Friday, April 5th, coming to a theater near you called The Best of Enemies. It features Academy Award nominee Taraji P. Henson, also Academy Award winner Sam Rockwell, Best of Enemies is a true story that centers on a very unlikely relationship and later friendship between civil rights activist Ann Atwater, who's played by Henson, and C.P. Ellis, who's played by Rockwell, a local Ku Klux Klan leader. They come from very different walks of life, they hold very different views, and the story involves Ellis reluctantly co-chairing a community summit called a charrette, where there's a battle going on, among other things, over the desegregation of schools in Durham, North Carolina. It's a true story, The Best of Enemies, taking place during the racially charged summer of 1971. And as you might imagine, it's a drama, one designed to get people to think. I saw an advanced screening of this a couple of weeks ago and was uh, very impressed by it. Um, there are a couple of scenes you got to kind of be careful about. It is rated PG-13, but as you might imagine, the topics are, are pretty heavy. But overall, wow, I left the theater just quiet thinking about what I had just seen. The Best of Enemies, again, rated PG-13. True story that hits theaters Friday, April 5th, a week from today. If you Google The Best of Enemies or go on YouTube, you can find a number of trailers to give you some visuals. I want to continue along now our conversation with Paul Bird, former Phillies and Atlanta Braves pitcher, currently working for Fox Sports uh, and covering the Atlanta Braves in town as the Phillies and Braves do battle. If you want to follow him on Twitter, it's at paulbird 36 and in their little bio below that, it says thankful believer, husband, improving dad, Fox broadcaster, author, speaker, and washed up pitcher who can still hit 82 miles an hour at the carnivals. So uh, we've touched on <laughs> we've touched on some of I'm those. Maybe down to 78 now. Yeah, <laughs> probably made... down to 78. Uh, when's the last time you actually were clocked by a radar gun? I don't know. I, it has been a couple of years. Man, it, it scares me. Man, you know, I saw DeGrom yesterday. Uh, where he threw an 88-mile-an-hour changeup that was going down the middle, and it just disappeared. And I thought, man, his changeup is 88 miles an hour, <laughs> you know? So yeah. something I would dream of. Uh, yeah, I was happy when my fastball hit 88. So uh, Well, you won, 100, you won over 100 games, which for, for, you know, you stop and think about it, not a lot of people walking the planet can say that. Yeah, that's all right. I appreciate you saying that. I'm I'm real proud of just uh, longevity, just being able to stay around for a while. And um, you know, I had multiple surgeries, multiple injuries. Got two discs out of my back. I got cartilage missing in my knee. I got a tendon that's missing in my left leg that's in my right arm. So I'm I'm, I'm happy that I survived and um, you know was able to feed my family and compete and do something that I absolutely love. 
which not everybody gets a chance to do. So it's a dream of mine to pitch in the big league since I was a little boy. I grew up in Kentucky watching the Big Red Machine right across the river, and it was a dream of mine to be able to do that. And um, hmm. I got to live that out and have fun. And I tell people I'm still stuck at recess because um, <laughs> I'm still getting to talk about a kid's game. So it's it's been me. I'm guessing you'll be uh, watching some Kentucky hoops tonight. Yeah, watching a little Kentucky hoops. March Madness, man. If Kentucky wins, man, I win it all. So really, I'm pulling for the cast all out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, so, we're, you know, uh, yeah. Paul Bird, our guest, uh, been he's in town. You know, for the uh, for the weekend here with the Phillies and the Braves. Of course, Phillies won yesterday the opener, ten four. And uh, and then they have a couple more games this week, like several more games this weekend. Uh, two more, it's tomorrow and Sunday. I did want to, um, you know, in your Twitter thing, the very first thing you put there is thankful believer. And I don't know yeah. if we talked about this last time. Uh, in 2007, when you were playing for the Indians, you were the winning pitcher in game five, which at the time put Cleveland up three yeah. games to one uh, over the Red Sox. But then the Red Sox came from behind, won the next three go to the World Series, and then the next year, of all ironies, you actually signed with the Red Sox and got back to the very same point, Game 7 of the American League Championship Series, only to see your team lose, this time to Tampa Bay, who the Phillies wound up you know, winning the World Series that year. So you were so close, twice in a row, Yes, didn't get to play in the series. Just comment on that, if you would, from a personal-slash-professional standpoint and a spiritual one, trusting in God's plan, identity not being in winning, whatever it might be. Yeah, so I'll call into question God's plan on that one because <laughs> the Phillies should have traded for me, and then I would have the ring. Yes. But, you know, no, I just, I've always, um, you know, I, this is going to sound crazy, but, you know, I won a World Series, on the, a college World Series uh, at Louisiana State. Yes. And I'm also pulling for that in basketball, obviously, too. So I don't look at that ring. Like, I don't wear that ring, and, and it's important to me that we won. Don't get me wrong. But I don't live out of what happened in 1991. What I do remember is the relationships on those teams I made and the coaches, and I'm very, very thankful for that. I'm very thankful that I met my wife at LSU. I found my faith at LSU when a chaplain shared the gospel with me. Uh, in the locker room, and I was twirling my blonde mullet, and I was like, no way, man, I'm a good dude. Um, <laughs> I was very, yeah, I was very thankful. Um, his name is Wayne Waddell, by the way, and, and uh, he's with an organization called Crew, who works on campuses and just ministers to students, and hmm. he took me into his home that year. And you know, even though we won the World Series, I'm in the home, and I'm watching how he treats his wife and I'm continuing to say the prayer to receive Christ and read my Bible and just all these things, and I developed a healthy faith that was mine during those times, and it was just so rich for me. So even though I would have loved to have said, hey, I have a, a World Series, and I hope I'm not, it doesn't sound like a cop-out or anything. I no, just, of course not. Uh, now looking back on it, I certainly wish I had a ring and won the World Series and could say that and could have experienced that. Even playing in the World Series would have been incredible, but it didn't happen, and, and I just trusted that God would take me where he would have me. And um, I was able to lead some great little groups on the Red Sox and other teams that I played on and make relationships there and kind of bring what Wayne brought to me to other people and just connection and just uh, hang time and just uh, 
really kind of diving in the word together. So it, there's some really good moments and special moments. Those are the things that I remember most and that I'm most thankful for, I think, uh, in the big league. Um, my wife and I have been married for 25 years. Wow. Yeah, it may change tomorrow. I don't know. I don't, I don't like to make any predictions or forecasts. I take it one day at a time, and I'm thankful for that day, and I'm thankful for what's happened. But so far, we've been married 25 years, <laughs> and she moved us 56 times while I was playing. And How many? She is not. As, yeah, 56 times. She asked me to quit in 1994, the very first year we got married, because she said, you know, I don't, I don't get to see you. She's like, I didn't sign up for this. Like, I'm watching you get on a school bus and leave, and you know, I'm in the minor leagues, and we're sitting there in our apartment. And I got to tell you this: we went to premarital counseling, yeah, and it was just awesome, man. So this guy, uh, pastor, and he was just talking about how he really encouraged us to not have a TV so that we would learn to talk better. Mm. And that was huge. So, but the point I'm making is I would leave, go on a bus, and she'd be sitting in this little one-bedroom apartment with no TV, no anything by herself. And uh, so she asked me to quit. It was, you know, and, and we cut a deal. If I wasn't in the big leagues in a year, I would quit and we would yeah. go back home and start a family. Wow. And um, so I made it. Yeah, so the Mets called me up. Uh, I got traded to the Mets from the Indians, and they called me up. And uh, within, a, you know, that time, and, you know, I do think God's involved in our, our plans and, and the minute details. For sure. And uh, loves us like crazy. And, you know, so Scripture said, even knows the very number of hairs on our head. And, and I, I'm pretty arrogant, but I don't count the hairs on my head. So, you know, well, it wouldn't take long, right? I mean, I do like looking at myself in the mirror. I'm, I'm going to be honest, but I don't go to that detail. And you're right. It's a constantly changing number and keeps, you know, getting less and less easier to count. I count the but, mullet. That would have been would, something. But that's... That would have been a lot. That would have been a lot. But, uh, yeah, so it, it's been it's been a great journey. And she has been there through the years and I and the finished playing in 2009 so 15 years later and uh it's been like i said a really special journey and i cannot imagine doing that without jesus amen not the 10 steps not the rules not the i'm i'm i mean the person jesus like the person that i talked to that has come inside of me and changed me relying upon him and us doing it as a we i can't say I mean, just be honest, I would have no chance. Hmm. I'd be a sex addict. I'd be divorced. I would love money more than what I do now. I would be done. My kids would hate me if I had kids. You know, so I, I cannot imagine doing life without the power of Jesus, the person. I think if everyone's honest with themselves, that would be the same case. Where would we be without them? Paul Bird, former Phillies pitcher, Braves pitcher, current broadcaster for Fox for the Braves in town. Thank you for taking time to be on the show today, my friend. And well, I appreciate it. Keep doing a great work, my friend. Yeah. And love the show. Yeah, thank you. And listen, uh, tell me one, it could be something very simple, how people could pray for you. I just pray to be focused on him. That's it. Like, I, I really feel like focused on him, talking, spending time with him, listening to him. Those are the things that I battle with because 
so much competes for your attention. You know, nowadays I'm supposed to tweet, I'm supposed to do this, I've got a meeting here, I go and I run, and then we run a ministry at our house. We run an equine therapy ministry called the Birdhouse Ministries, which is right next to our house where we're doing some work there. And those are good things, but I think there's good and bad and neutral things that compete for your time. And just sometimes I can lose my focus on just rest and relaxing. You know, Bob Goff sent something out the other day that said, rest is holy, get some. And <laughs> I, sometimes, I sometimes forget to get some. And I also feel rest, too, is just just resting from a Sabbath from the things that demand your time. And, you know, sometimes when you just sit quietly, your counterfeit lovers will call you quickly. And it's hard to just sit there. And that's probably the biggest thing that I struggle with. So um, for, for, for focus would be great. Good deal. Well, I figure it's the least we yeah. can do. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for calling That's in, my friend. Than any gift card you can give me. <laughs> and you know, <laughs> and when I was on the stage, and I, we get a little gift card. If we did it, those are really nice. But uh, prayer, I'll take that over a little gift card any day. Well, so. if I catch you over the weekend, well, you know, we have some Wawa Dunkin' cards we're giving away on the program. So maybe I can grab a couple <laughs> Ooh, of those. Oh, I'm a huge Wawa fan. Yeah. Ooh, I just covered the Braves' uh, spring training facility in Northport, and there's some Wawa's close by, and I made sure I hit them all. So. <laughs> it was great. That's yeah. funny. Paul Bird, our guest on right. the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you, my friend. Have a great rest of your day. And yeah, You got it, Tim. All right, I brother. enjoyed the time. Thanks so much. You too. We'll see you, Tim. All right, bye-bye. All right, bye-bye. It's Paul Bird, former Phillies and Atlanta Braves pitcher, who currently broadcasts for the Braves for Fox Sports, in town covering the Phillies-Braves series, which resumes tomorrow. Short break, and we'll wrap up our famous Friday show in a moment with our Now That's Punny segment. It's all happening on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560, WFIL, and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. It's time for the one and only, now that's punny. We'd like to cap off the week with this swell segment. Joe, you ready with all the stuff you need? I think I am, Tim. I think I am. All right. Joe has all the sound effects to grade the puns we present. Joe, what do you call a tissue... That's sleeping. I don't know. A napkin. Ooh. How do you get a tissue to dance? I don't know. You put a little boogie in it. (laughs) Now, in case you haven't noticed, this week's segment... Yeah. Joe's actually on mic. Yes, I am. It's a new twist. You can't stand in one place too long. We don't want the listeners to get bored with the same thing. Right. We thought that if we brought you on mic, it would help. I'm not sure if it's worked. That wasn't a pun, but it was oh, a oh, joke. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm sorry. All right, so back to the puns. Joe, did you know in a democracy, it's your vote that counts?
counts, mm-hmm. but in feudalism, yeah. it's your count that votes. <laughs> yeah. That's good. So, <laughs> my, I have a friend who laughs like that. My wife told me that I am addicted to sun lo- uh, to skin lotion. Skin lotion. Yeah. I said, okay, go ahead. Rub it in my face. Thank you. Thank you very much. I don't know if you happen to go to the Rita's, uh, you know, near oh, you. I love Rita's, well, Tim. I, I love Rita's. I had the first day of spring the other day. Oh, no. It was a free, well, better we needed the first day of spring. Without it, we're stuck in winter. Huh. Right? So, anyway, they were giving out free water rice, which they do in the first day, and oh. the lines were really long. Ah. But if you thought that line was long, the line was twice as long at the boat store last weekend when they had a big paddle sale going on. It was quite an or deal. <laughs> Took a while to set up there. Ooh. So we'll give you a short and sweet one here. The only thing that yeah. flat earthers fear yeah. is a sphere itself. <laughs> Actually, I liked it. Yeah, I know. Well, uh, all right. Well, it's a good one. Uh, you remember... When we had Jim Spaulding in the other day from oh, Cardiac Care and Safety. Sure I do. Yeah, he was in studio a couple weeks ago. He actually left one of those AEDs here. Helped someone uh, you know, get their heart started again uh-huh. today, whatever. Oh, yes. I have to apologize to you and to everyone here because uh-huh. I mixed up yeah. that cardiac resuscitation equipment yeah. with our station's lie detector. Oh, no. However, I will defib you later. I thought that was not so bad. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Just a few more. Okay. I'll pay a five. <laughs> it's not the punchline yet. Uh, earlier today, I enjoyed lunch at a really nice Middle Eastern restaurant. Ooh. Uh, the only problem is, which is not uncommon, I ate too much. And now I fall awful. <sighs> They hit the wrong button. <laughs> you want the one that showed extreme support? <laughs> yeah. Like my stockings. If you, <laughs> I'm not going to investigate that. If you want to have a party in outer space, yeah. what do you need to do? I don't know. Planet, of course. <laughs> Just like any other party. I mean, what are you thinking? A book fell on my head last night, but I've only got my shelf to blame. <laughs> See now with the open mic Now you're laughing on top of the sound effects It's like a double bonus You ready? Uh huh I ordered a dictionary online the other day But when it came all of the pages Were blank I oh. have no words for how upset I am <laughs> <laughs> And for our grand finale what is a thesaurus? Actually, I can't say it. <laughs> what is a what is a thesaurus's favorite dessert? Synonym buns. <laughs> and that'll do it. It's our famous Friday show. Joe Hardin presiding over the sound effects. Have a wonderful weekend. We'll somehow land this plane and. Pass the baton to Jim Maxim, who will pray, maybe for this program, next on AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Have a great weekend.
Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 to 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.